welcome back. It's 2022 and I have a heap of really cool content and interviews lined up. We're kicking off the first one with my guest Rocco Stradom. Rocco is the founder of AMS Trading. He is a guru on all things financial markets, trading, cryptocurrencies, and is also the host of the Stonks Go Moon podcast. I called Rocco in to talk about something that probably needs a deeper dive and is bound to play a crucial role in future marketing strategies. I hope you enjoy it. And as always, give it a like, give it a share, and feel free to join the conversation with us online. Rocco, I am so excited to have you. You are officially my first guest of the year and what I'm dubbing season two after strategic break. <laughs> Thanks so much what, for joining me. What an absolute honor. Uh, always nice to be the first person back. No pressure. No yeah, pressure no, at all. No pressure. Listen, you've got to top my <laughs> interview with you, hey? So <laughs> better beat that. <laughs> Well, let's try. Let's let's uh, uh, let's aim for aggressively mediocre, and then we'll see where we land. Great stuff. So, I wanted to talk to you today about a bit of a buzzword that's going around, and that's NFTs. Something that I think a lot of people are still trying to wrap their head around. So, for the people that don't really get it, what exactly is a non-fungible token? Well, basically, I mean, NFT was word of the year. Let's put it just, let's start from that for 2021. And basically, a non-fungible token just means it's something that lives on the blockchain. It is a proof of ownership. Um, and you, it's, non, it's not exchangeable with each other. I mean, that's in layman's terms, the, the easiest explanation that I can get. But I mean, I feel like we've passed this into other word what is it becoming now yeah absolutely and i mean that's kind of what's piqued my interest because when the whole uh, you know cryptocurrency blockchain nft thing erupted i was like okay cool I'm not really sure about it doesn't affect me but now it's becoming such a relevant part in marketing uh, yes. essentially it's a digital asset that brands are using to get people to buy into their brand right so, especially luxury brands yeah especially yeah. luxury brands yeah and like from my understanding how it works is if pink soda marketing had to launch an nft and we sold a, a limited amount of, of one specific nft we could use that as a way to kind of pull people into our community to say for example buy our nft and we give you free access to any webinar we host going forward then in their benefit to get other people to buy into Pink Soda Marketing because essentially it improves the value of their NFT, right? So there's two there's two schools of thought and there's two camps. There is the speculation camp, which is um, that NFTs is, is a digital asset like anything else that can be speculated upon. So that's where the rise of these communities come from, the Board Ape Yacht Club, which probably the Logan Pauls and those guys being the most famous ones. Um, that with Gary Vee, this is where people would buy a NFT to flex. Uh, flex meaning to show off, this is my status, this is my digital uh, status to the world. I belong to V Friends, which is Gary V's. So I can just, I mean, Twitter this morning, basically, I don't know if you saw, they came out Twitter blue, uh, now you can use your NFT as your profile, which is for the community massive because 
they're going to strike everyone that has your NFT as his profile picture. So that's that's the one part of it. And then we go into the the, the part where I'm interested is where you are, where your mind is, is the utility part. It's like, cool, what does this allow me to do? So my favorite example, and this one or two guys have done it in the States, is let's say your podcast, right? So you have an advertiser. Uh, let's say, for instance, they come on board and say it's 100K a year. Okay, so now for every episode that you have published, you can mint a token, right? And say, this token is worth 1% or 2% of the value of my advertising. You see where I'm going with this mm-hmm, now? Mm-hmm. So now I'm invested into your podcast or to your business, and I can sell that token to someone else. Now it's got real value. Now I'm not only invested in your company, I'm invested in you, I'm invested in like your well-being and sort of who you are as a brand. And I think that's the utility aspect of um, NFTs that I'm the most interested. I'm not really keen on the speculation part because then it's, what is this, what is it different than, remember, I don't know if you, if you ever, when you were little, you traded things like we traded Trump cards or top cards and Pokemon, whatever it was, everything at some point in time has value, right? And value is dependent on who believes it has value and for how long it depends. Those cards, some of them actually do still have value, like the Pokemon cards, believe it or not, but some don't. So with NFTs, it's the same. It's like these communities exist. Yeah, cool. But for how long do they exist until who decides that they don't have value anymore? But Kirsten's show or Kirsten's business, yeah, that's a totally different story. Yeah, crazy. It's such an interesting space. And I think like, we're only just at the at the edge of it, you know what I mean? It's it's really gonna blow up from here. So it's definitely something to, to keep a finger on the pulse of. Um, so from my understanding, what I've kind of like dabbled around in and looked around is a lot of the NFT space is um sort of linked to Ethereum as the, the cryptocurrency. So if NFTs yes. are gonna blow up, does that mean that Ethereum is is set to blow up with them and become like a dominant crypto? Or do you think that it will start to spread across the different currencies? Yeah, I think Ethereum's got a problem in the sense that it doesn't really scale well. And I think that's where we, we've seen the layer two players like Cardano and Polygon and those guys come in. Lower gas fees, which is the fees that people pay to actually create these NFTs. Um, but what NFTs has done is exposed people to crypto that maybe were skeptical to the, um, you know, the, the blockchain or the currency, whatever you want to call it into a space where they are maybe more familiar. So yeah, definitely, I'm not going to go that as far as saying it will make Ethereum dominant because if if you've seen in this recent crypto sell-off, Ethereum has basically uh, more or less performed the same as Bitcoin. So, But more people into the crypto space, more people are aware of it. And I think that's what NFTs bring to um to crypto in general and to mm. ethereum yeah it's interesting it's it's also very fascinating to see how the um consumer's mindset 
has started to shift because I think the majority of people who weren't early adopters were going like, what is this cryptocurrency <laughs> business? Like, how can it have value? It's, it's like a made up thing. But if you think about wealth, humans have determined wealth forever. I mean, what, what made gold valuable? You know, humans yes. did. We trade with pieces of paper. Okay, now we don't even trade with pieces of paper. We trade with no, you don't cards and fictitious numbers in our bank account. And here we're sitting going, well, what is what is a cryptocurrency? It's it's crazy. And the same is kind of, sorry, Rocco, carry on if you want. No, to. no. Well, the central, but I mean, belief in fiat system, which is government issued currency, is that the your, your government backs the value, right? They say, this is what it's worth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It's no different. It's a, it's, you see, the problem is where people get into sort of a cult mindset that it is, it's a bit cultish, right? It's if you, if you go from the standpoint that crypto is a, a asset for speculation, then it's the same as anything else. Mm-hmm. You're quite right when you said it's, we've, this is nothing new, actually. It's just a exactly. the digitalization of that value. I mean, paintings, like for instance, we've seen paintings at Sotheby's going for millions. So what's the difference here? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think from the NFT space as well, like Gary Vaynerchuk also talks about it in such an interesting way is that this is is not a new space either because people are hesitant. They're like, "Why, why should I buy a digital asset that I can't physically hold? Yet people have been spending money on on skins, on Fortnite, on filters, <laughs> on um, uh, what was that farming thing? <laughs> like, like my mom, my wife plays design home makeover. Believe me, I know oh. all about in-app mobile purchases. <laughs> Gary, Gary this morning was talking about buying an island, right? Like VFriends Island. And then your VFriend NFT token is going to be your access to the island, which is wild. Think about, you used to have memberships to golf clubs or to like restaurants or fancy gentleman lounges and stuff like that. That's just going to go away. It's going to be replaced with your digital status symbol. And um, to me, that is absolutely just it's still mind blowing. And the thing is, it, the space is so hyper fluid that it's actually changing every week. So you, so for those that are not maybe involved, go and read up or or go and study because the further you are behind now, the harder it's going to be to even catch up or partake. And you you really don't want to be left behind here because this is the the next sort of movement Mm. i agree with you and that's what i've been saying is like the concept seems so futuristic and something that you know even with the whole metaverse it's people are still in the mindset that this is like the future that we're going to be interacting in the metaverse like wait we already are this is it like it's here and if you don't start understanding it better and getting involved you're right you're going to be absolutely left behind the guys from Gymshark just had their first um, meeting, I suppose, in in quote unquote, not really the metaverse, but VR uh, in the VR space. So I mean, these big companies are embracing it. It's not so. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's not a question of hey, is it going to happen? It's already happening, and how you participate is up to you. I mean, you don't have to go all in, but at least stick a toe in the water and see, you know. What does it feel like? Is this for me? Isn't it for me? But yeah. don't 
whatever you do, don't sit on the sidelines and cross your arms and yeah. go, you know, like that. I would say old people generally, because I'm also getting older. So for me, <laughs> I had to check my own bias, right? Because I was like, I, I always said, I never want to be that person mm. that gets old and goes, ah, oh, this is nonsense, whatever. And then before I, I like, like, like this, just when it began, I started getting those thoughts, right? And I'm like, oh my word, it's happening to me. I need to check my bias because yeah. when cell phones come, came out, people were like, ah, oh, what's this nonsense? When the internet came out, people would, ah, oh, what's this nonsense? Yeah. The, the guys and the people that have sort of stayed with the times, they are rolling with this now. And the guys that haven't are literally the same people standing on the sidelines <laughs> and shouting, what is this? What is this yeah. nonsense? So I think from a social media perspective, so many people can say the same thing about TikTok. It's like, oh, TikTok, it's for kids. It's a load of rubbish. Now the user landscape has changed dramatically and you're seeing a much older crowd uh, you know, using TikTok as a space. And I think people are starting to go like, oh, this is not just trendy dance moves. This is actually a super cool place to be present. South African TikTok channel is wildly <laughs> entertaining. Um, TikTok basically just overtook Google. So in terms yeah. of uh, flow, in terms of uh, uh, throughput and 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 people you know visiting there so it just shows goes to show shows you the power of these platforms mm. and i mean they're also going to most probably adopt nfts at some time mm. um facebook this morning came out and say we're going to open our own nft marketplace yeah these are the guys meta um uh, um at, at tiktok and google that are driving this 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 movement so yeah it's we can sit back and say oh no this is rubbish whatever yeah. all, what you want but it's still your choice to get involved and i would rather be a part like even a one percent a little part of something than mm -hmm. be completely left behind because you never yeah. know you, no, you, you, never you know. just and don't know people i mean fun i was one of them i'll openly admit when people first started speaking about Bitcoin, it was like, oh, what a load of nonsense, pyramid scheme, rubbish. This is going nowhere. And had we invested back then, we would have been yes. smiling much bigger right now. Anyway. But that's the thing. But, that's the thing. but also yeah. benefit of hindsight is, you know, 2020. It's, yeah, exactly. There's so many things that you can say only, if only. Yes. So on the note of uh, social media platforms, like you're saying, Facebook is starting to dabble in that space. I think they really have to because of the shift with things moving to a more decentralized space, right? Yes. So yes. from what I understand, DSO, decentralized social media platforms where people can uh, become creators at their own will, you can tip people for their content if you enjoy it. It starts making that a monetized platform that's completely decentralized. And the same is true for uh, the DeFi, not the washing machine, but decentralized finance. Right, finance. Yeah, like the washing machine. Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> so how does that give people some sense of security? Like, how does it work? Because someone said to me the other day, they were talking about it and they said, no, they, they're scared to invest in crypto because what if the server busts and they lose all their money? Yeah, and it's actually- It's, it's a valid, yeah, but it's also a valid point because there are, you know, places where you can invest your money and then it's not necessarily that safe. Yeah. But if you look at the people, so let me start from the beginning. It's kind of a lighter question. 
the people that are actually building uh, what they call Web3, uh, which is mm. they're trying to decentralize it, that's a big fight. It's between centralization, between the big tech companies, mm. Google, Facebook, mm. um, uh, Apple, and decentralization. And one of the guys leading the charge is a guy called Alexis Ohanian. He is the ex-Reddit um, founder, which he's now running 776. 776 fund and those guys are pouring a lot of money into this um, decentralized space to make sure or to build the structures that are needed right to re-envisage what the internet is because the internet in its current form isn't capable of giving us the that ownership so i mean even you you're going to take this podcast you're going to put it onto all these platforms but we don't own anything right you, yes. you they so and these guy and these platforms are the first steps mm-hmm. so yes we are still very early for now i would say the best places um are to stick to the, the sort of what 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 companies are in the news right so in terms of nfts OpenSea is the big one but already they've experienced some problems with hacks and stuff accounts frozen there's a new one that's coming now that's looking really promising and it's called looks rare and there's a lot of focus on community a lot of uh, focus on safety so i just actually went and checked it out last week for myself it looks very funny enough no pun intended looks very good and if you want to get in, involved into a uh, well, in the space i would i would go on that platform and, and and check it out because at the end of the day people are looking for community right because that's what these things are about it's like i I keep hearing this term community 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 yes there are people that are trading nfts for money there are people there are creators creating uh, content for money but at the end of the day why do you subscribe to x person's channel Mm -hmm. why do you consume his content it's you want to feel part of something bigger and then yes. the bigger that following and the safer you feel that's just a recipe for like a, a very good recipe going forward yeah if i look absolutely. at the spice yeah and i think that's why like you said earlier especially the luxury space is is so dominant and so successful is because it's something that you want you want to say that you're a part of that luxury niche group you know what i mean yes. it's a very yes. niche community Going back to so, NFT. Yes, okay. no, sorry, before, b- b- before. So, the, so that luxury is a very interesting thing is because what people don't understand is like if you, if if, if we spend money, especially the, the younger generation, if we say we spend money on ourselves in the physical space, then it's like, why wouldn't you spend that money on yourself in the digital space? It might sound, sound weird, but we don't spend as much time in like, um, in those digital spaces, you know, immersed in those spaces. And flexing is a really, it's, it's, a, it's a very real thing to say, to show off to people like, this is my status. Yeah. So that's where the luxury, it's just not, it's not like anything. It's your Cartiers and your Gucci's mm-hmm. are getting involved. That's serious, yeah. serious, big names. Uh, uh, and if they didn't take it seriously, they would have most probably be innovated, you know, or disrupted, sorry, by someone else. Yeah. Gucci's got such a strong game in general at the moment. Very, very interesting brand to watch. 
So from the NFT perspective, if I want to create an NFT, if I want to become a creator, like where the hell do I start? That's most probably the easiest thing that you can do, but it's the most intimidating because it's so new and foreign to anyone. Um, it's not a process where I can say, oh, but it's like this. And or it's, you know, that you've done before. And I think that's the intimidating thing. But once someone shows you how, you're just like, oh, this is easy. And like most things in life, we've gone through the pains and sort of the, you know, paid the school fees and stuff to say, okay, this is, this is what you should do and what you shouldn't do. So the easiest way would be to get a MetaMask account. And just, it's a, you can get it as a Chrome extension. And then basically link it to a cryptocurrency profile or your cryptocurrency wallet. And from there, you go to OpenSeas. And they've got a fantastic tutorial. Um, just Google how to mint NFTs on OpenSea. They, it's it's like, it shouldn't take you more than 15 minutes. They wow. take you through the, they, yeah, really, they, they take you through. I mean, they've just raised an enormous amount of money, uh, OpenSea, to, to basically build this community and build this platform right so i mean it they, they want to make it as easy as possible for you to start buying and minting your own um nfts and so that's that's where i would begin but i wouldn't stop there i would then from there go and look at cardano because of the fees are much lower and i'm told the communities are more I would say accommodating or it's more of a safe space, especially for women, because there can be a bit of a toxic culture okay. um, in some of these spaces online. It's not necessarily only, I mean, if you've spent a bit of time on Reddit as well, you would have picked up, it's not always flowers and roses, but <laughs> But finding a safe community is 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 key. So yeah, get a MetaMask account, get yourself set up there, and then look for OpenSea's uh, tutorial, which is, in my opinion, the best. I've given that to num numerous people, and they've all said, "Yeah, thank you. I came, you know, I came right." So yeah. Cool. On that point, and I don't want to div divert too far, but. I think it's a very interesting aspect of, of the metaverse in general in this very young stage is yeah. there's a whole lot of a safety aspect that is still a big concern when engaging in these virtual spaces. Um, so it'll be interesting. I know there was um, a sexual harassment case that a woman laid in uh, Horizon Worlds for being sexually mm -hmm. harassed. And yeah, it's going to yes. be a very, very uh, interesting space to watch and see how that sort of thing gets managed. The same real-world problems that we have currently is will undoubtedly we'll have in those mm -hmm. spaces. And you see, that's a problem with centralized versus decentralized. And take Facebook's approach or the trying to regulate what you just spoke about, sexual harassment, hate crime or hate speech mm -hmm. and all those things. And honestly, not doing a great job because it's not easy. So I'm looking forward, I'm looking forward to seeing how these guys actually tackle this problem because just because something happens online doesn't make it less real, yeah. actually sometimes even makes it worse. Mm, absolutely. 
So last question, because I know we can probably chat about this stuff forever, but since the NFT space is still so new and there are a lot of people trying to jump on and become creators and make money out of this stuff, the risk factor I can imagine in investing in NFTs is so much higher now because like, where do you go? How can you guarantee yeah. that, that brand or that creator is going to, you know, give you success? But no, but that's what you just said. But the, the, the distinction there is investment. The term investment implies a five-year time horizon. Mm. Anything shorter than five years is called trading. And I think that's what people are doing now. So we've seen this. The, the, the rise in retail trading on day trading, right, came just after, like, just before, after COVID. And it's now settled down a bit because the returns aren't what they were. The market is more difficult. So I think that's why people are now getting into, you see those people, the, the Robin Hood crowd getting into NFTs because it is a sort of a newer space. It is a bit easier. Um, but to talk about in to talk about investing over five years, mm -hmm. I, no one's going to be able to to say, okay, this project is going to be around for the next five years. So yeah. that's where I see people making money and losing money is actually trading um, digital images. Mm -hmm. I mean, and say people aren't making money is also disingenuous because there are a lot of people, and especially the young people, seem to be able to figure out these things much easier and i don't know what that's saying about our culture or, or you know because we also always look down on the young people oh what do they know there's guys making serious a serious living up in this space mm. rocco it has been such an interesting talk like i say if i don't call it now you and i will go down a rabbit hole <laughs> So thank you so, so, so much for just yeah, diving deeper on the subject with me and explaining things that uh, I do not have as deep an insight on. So thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. And just rest assured that we might go two weeks further down the line and things have changed completely. So if you're watching or listening in the future, just keep that in mind. <laughs> Note to self, pressure to post this podcast quickly. <laughs> cool, Rocco. We'll chat soon. Ciao. Cheers.